Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar and I'm the Tech Talker. Recent terrorist attacks like those in Paris and Beirut have left the world stunned and saddened. After the initial attacks were over, there was a vacuum of information. Residents didn't know what was happening, who was affected, which regions of the cities were safe to travel through, and most importantly, if their loved ones were alright. While this is an extreme scenario, there are many other situations where the ability to communicate with friends and family during natural or man-made disasters can be very difficult. So, which technology can help you communicate with and find your loved ones? This episode of Tech Talker is brought to you by Canary, a complete home security system and a single device. Since launching earlier this year, people across the world have been using Canary to stop burglaries and other serious incidents. Now, I personally have one of these in my house, and it's pretty awesome. Canary has a 1080 HD camera complete with a wide-angle lens, motion detection, and night vision, and you can watch your home live at any time. Canary has smart algorithms that send you intelligent notifications when something out of the ordinary is happening in your home and you're not there. It has a 90 decibel siren that's loud enough to scare off intruders, and it also pulls local police and fire department numbers near your home, so if you're traveling, you can quickly get in touch with the right people. My favorite part about Canary is that it arms and disarms automatically when you come or leave home. You pair Canary with your cell phone, and it knows when you're home and when you're gone, so it'll automatically disarm and put it on privacy mode when you're home. Canary also monitors your home's temperature, humidity, and air quality to protect against things you can't see or hear. It's also pretty cool that it only records when motion is detected, and it doesn't stream in empty room 24-7. Start protecting your home with Canary today for just $199. Go to meetcanary.com and use promo code TECHTALKER to get free overnight shipping. That's meetcanary.com with the promo code TECHTALKER. Canary, smart home security for everyone. During a disaster, you should expect that normal utilities such as the internet, cell towers, and phone lines are going to be extremely busy. This is because everyone is trying to contact the people that they think might be affected all at once. The situation is similar to everyone in your neighborhood going to the store at the same time. Lines would be extremely long and supplies would run out fast. The utility industry was built for general use and not to handle everyone on it at the exact same time. Because of this, you want to be able to get your message out using as little data as possible. The best way to do this is to send your simple run-of-the-mill text message. Text messages use an extremely small amount of data and therefore can get through much more easily on a busy cell tower. Phone calls are less effective because they use a constant stream of data and have to maintain a constant connection in order for the audio to be heard for both parties. You will also be helping to alleviate congestion on your cell tower so that more people can use it. Be aware that if you have an iPhone, then iMessages, normally shown in blue, may have some issues getting through the congestion. You'll be able to see if this is happening if you see your text message seem to take a really long time to send. In this situation, you may want to send a normal SMS instead of an iMessage. You can turn off iMessage temporarily by looking at the video that I've posted in the show notes. You can also turn it off by hitting Send as SMS, which is in the Settings, Messages, and Send as SMS option. If this is on, your phone will automatically default to sending an SMS if your iMessage can't get through. And on a quick note, telecom utilities like cell towers often have a battery backup and direct links to other information hubs. 
This means a simple blockout or loss of power for a few hours should not be an issue for it. The next best way to communicate is through the internet. In recent years, the internet has had to increase speed and bandwidth, like increasing more lanes on the freeway, in order to be able to allow people to watch Netflix, Hulu, and YouTube. Video takes a lot of bandwidth, and luckily during a disaster, most people are not going to be sitting down to a movie. This means that if you have power, the internet is a great way to exchange information. You can use all the standard ways of communicating, like email, Skype, Messenger, and Facebook. I also recommend once you've coordinated what you need to feel safe, you should keep your conversation as minimal as possible in order to cut down on congestion. Just like any utility such as phone lines, if everyone in the world watched Netflix at the exact same time, there would be a noticeable decrease in the speed of the internet. During an emergency, the internet will be used heavily. Keeping used to a minimum in an emergency means that it will be faster for everyone that needs to use it. The attack in Paris was the first time that Facebook activated its safety check feature for something other than a natural disaster. Essentially, Facebook uses location-based tracking to see if you might be close to an affected area. If you've enabled your location services for Facebook, it will prompt you saying that it believes you are in an affected area and to check in as safe. In the show notes of today's episode, I've posted a link to the actual page that Facebook was using. That since has been turned off, but it's kind of interesting to look at. I really like this idea because it's an easy way to let people know that you're safe, and Facebook is already a place that many people go to check on their friends and acquaintances during a traumatic event. Now that we're on the subject of communicating during a disaster, there may be instances where cell towers are out and so is the power. This is most likely during a storm, earthquake, tornado, or some other natural disaster where physical damage has been done to the telecom infrastructure. In this scenario, one of the best things to have with you is a dollar store AM FM radio. You can pick up a handful of small pocket-sized radios for less than your morning coffee, which may be invaluable ways to communicate during a disaster. They will allow you to listen in on critical news and are powered on batteries so they don't require your house to have power. I have a bunch of these little radios spread between my car, house, and work because they are so cheap. A circumstance where both power and cell towers are out may be more rare than a typical disaster, but I'm sure it has still happened in the past and will most likely happen in the future. If this happens, it's nice to have a trusty ham radio to fall back on. And you may be thinking one of two things, are ham radios still around? Or what the heck is a ham radio? A ham radio can be thought of as a walkie-talkie. These devices are made to talk directly between one another and don't need a cell tower. This is useful because if you and your friends have these radios, you can talk when power and cell towers are down. Ham radios can take up to an entire room of equipment or can be the size of your cell phone. I've posted a link in the show notes of today's episode of my favorite ham radio on the market because it's cheap and works just like a walkie-talkie. It has an effective range of about 2 miles in a densely packed city and up to 20 miles at line of sight. You may also want to check out my podcast on the best road trip apps. In case you need to get out of an affected area, you'll want to have apps that can find you gas, directions without congestion, and the ability to keep tabs on all of your family members in different cars. Now again, I've posted links to everything that I mentioned in today's episode. So if you're interested in checking it out, head on over to techtalker.quickanddirtytips.com and be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at the same address. And if you have any further questions about this podcast or make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. 
And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep making technology simple. 